Hello and welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories of movies and TV and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week's TV show, Star Trek The Next Generation, the episode, The Emissary. if it was true or not but the story about the uh japanese soldiers who were on an island and didn't know the war was yes, over those things that actually happened. happened i think yeah they More happened than a once. few times yep oh really yeah mm-hmm. wow yep. for how long do you know decades right yeah wow yeah at least 20 or 30 years in some cases oh wow that's yeah. shocking yeah okay wow I'm, i want to read up on that because that's really interesting that to was yeah. just to be so disconnected star trek like <laughs> yeah media there's an episode of voyager where yeah. This artificial intelligent um, missile yes. is is yes, oh, yeah. that's I a must good kill episode. these people. It's like, like no, your war's been over for centuries. Yeah. It's like going, no, I'm gonna go blow them yeah. up. No, oh. even more and than then, that, it was in the wrong quadrant yeah. and just like picked oh, a planet right. that kind of looked like the planet it was supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like fuck it, this one looks close enough. Let's go. <laughs> oh, and speaking of redundant, actually, the there's this uh, the Voyager also uses the same thing with a Klingon ship. That somehow is in the uh, the Delta Did Quadrant they? with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, Barge then, of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Barge of the, or oh, no, the- no, no, no. It wasn't Barge of the Dead. I think it was. It was. Um, they encountered this uh, this uh, Klingon ship that still thinks that they're at war with the Federation. Oh yeah. And then oh, yeah, they come on board and they're like, Oh wait, no, Bolana is like Mother Mary, and she's going to give yes. birth to our oh, Jesus that's Christ. Right. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We're just. Yeah. A- <laughs> uh. <laughs> So your pro- listeners are probably wondering why we're bringing up this topic. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation, epi- uh, season two. The episode title: The Emissary. Uh, aired June twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. The plot: The Enterprise races to inform a Klingon ship returning from a century long cryogenic sleep that the war between the Federation and Klingon Empire is long since over. So I'm Robert, of course. I'm always here, and always here with me at my side is Tim. Oh, so touching! Get around. All right, enough of that. (laughs) 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 And the one who just told us to get a room is Danny. Yeah, and I'm actually sitting right next to your room. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) So after the podcast, we'll uh, we'll get a room. (laughs) Right. And sitting next to him is Sam. Hi. And uh, beaming his voice across the interwebs is Jack. Ooh. Hi, everybody. <laughs> He's on a view screen. So, but just on for screen. Us. But that's Magnified. Only, but that's, o- that's only if you sign up for premium, old Vigo. Oh, 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 I the smell an opportunity. <laughs> old <things>. V Titanium. <laughs> the, the fifth commentator was long rumored to, to exist only in uh, folklore. I know, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so. also, don't don't confuse the fifth commentator with the fifth element. Whatever. <laughs> no, that'd be really bad. Yes. No, the fifth element is confusing enough. It sure is. The the, the less. Uh, let's the, watch it. Yes. Let's, uh, we should add that. Oh, to we're God, just we're Chris taking Tucker. over this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we switched from Star Trek to. No, no we have not. No, to no. Run, we're gonna we'll watch. Run. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, hey, that's another good one. We're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through the emissary. We're going to okay. watch Worf uh, find a lady, kind of. Don't, don't in a very Klingon way, I guess. Sure. I think this is it. Through, is through this... Klingon mingle? 
Yes, Clinger. I think it's the app is called Clinger, right? Clinger. I remember actually when I was a kid, the Klingons in the literature that was coming out, like official literature coming out of the producers of Star Trek, they said that the Klingons came from a planet called Kling. <laughs> no, I yes. shit you not. Really? Yes, when I was yes. a kid, I remember reading that. Oh and then gosh. at one point, it was like, no, no, it's Konos. It's Konos. <laughs> not Kling. <laughs> yeah, it was really Kling. odd. Wow. That's awesome. That was in an official like Star Trek book oh my that gosh. my friend had. Oh, that's scary. Do you think he still has that book? I think so. Oh, I that's be cool. surprised. Oh, he, he's a pretty totally hardcore Trekkie. Some of those uh some of those pages. <laughs> Uh, so first, second, or first impressions or memories of uh, memories of this episode. Who's got them? I got them. Uh, I remember seeing this episode and liking it very much because uh, there was a female Klingon who shows up. She flies in a torpedo. Oh, yeah. to meet the Enterprise, which was pretty cool. <laughs> That's not sexual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't remember the episode, but when you mentioned that yeah. this is when Worf meets his lady friend. <laughs> I now sure. definitely remember it because she shows up in that torpedo and she's got that <laughs> awesome face mask yeah. and it, it's almost like this predator yeah. moment where she removes it and it's like, yo, I'm a babe. Yeah. And she's like half Klingon, half human. human yeah. And she's cheeky. She's oh. like, oh, well, you didn't, mister. You know, oh, it's wow. like okay. anyone That's who okay. said, yeah, okay. said that getting oh. there is half the battle oh, hasn't ridden okay. in a, a class eight probe. I also remember, like, this is the first time you see, like, Klingon. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we were on screen Secret right finger now. Finger I'm, I'm doing the scissoring motion oh, with okay. my hands. <laughs> you see them clinging? But you see, he, uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> yeah, Klingon scissoring. <laughs> Don't wow. remember seeing that part. <laughs> I know it they made out between the commercial they, break. Yeah, yeah okay. during the commercial break. Oh, so anyway, Tim, do you remember I, this episode? To my at all? knowledge, I have not seen this, okay. as far as I know. And Danny, you you remember? Now. I'm now remembering yeah, it. Yeah, okay. no, I did Sam? not remember it at first. But. I, I I'm certain I've seen it. I don't remember any specific details. Oh, okay, good. All right, Jack. Um, what I'm remembering, I'm remembering only because uh, I have the date here. Now, I have the the air date as June 26th of 89, which would oh. be one day after the first time I ever saw Patrick Stewart in person. Oh. Yes. Well, so since it's syndicated, would... um, the air date could be different. I got yeah, mine could from be anywhere IMDb. from 24 to 26. Like the release date, something like that. Right, right. But I, I think where, and I was here in Washington, uh, as I am now, and I think we were a little later. So I, this would have been the first thing that I saw after seeing him in person. And uh, so it would have been very exciting for me. I do also remember uh, watching the uh, the teaser for this episode, and it looked really cool because there's you know, Wars fighting like a Skeletor guy and um, nothing. It just ends up being the holodeck. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. yeah, the holodeck, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. The Skeletor. <laughs> so we, those are my memories. <laughs> have we ever seen the holodeck used what uh, for, for what it actually should would be, be used all for? The time used for? I'm sure that was prohibited. Sex? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You do not want to be on the cleanup crew. <laughs> no. No. Um, okay, so I won't, won't give anything away about this episode, but it it does set up a series of episodes down the line. 
and characters and characters. stuff like that. Yes, it does. It does. Hmm. Uh, Tim ca- looks excited. Mainly for Worf. Uh, actually, a lot mostly for Worf. Um, uh, down the line. And even through into Deep Space Nine, I believe. Is this where Scrappy Doo is in Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and Cousin Oliver. Uh, this is the precursor to Scrappy Doo. Oh, okay. yeah. yes. One might call it the origin of Scrappy Doo. Oh, <laughs> or Baby Boo. <laughs> Baby Boo. Right. Gatsuki. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Worf. We tease him, but we love him, I guess. <laughs> Okay, I don't have anything else to say. I, let's I, watch it. I, let's just watch it. I mean, let's hop in there and uh, and uh, and uh, check out. Uh, let's let's hop in our torpedoes. Blu-ray. It's also on Netflix or whatever you want, and uh, hop in our torpedoes and, and launch ourselves. Tra- launch ourselves to the couch for uh, <laughs> uh, the emissary Star Trek: The Next Generation season two. Come join us in a minute. Bye. That's it, the emissary. That was a good episode. I liked it. What do you guys yeah. think? I That's thoroughly my first enjoyed impression. It. This is Danny. I had I had definitely seen it. I mean, as soon as it started, I thought, oh yeah, yeah I've seen this one. Yeah. It's just, yeah. and part of that is because the plot lines of MacGuffin, the log line yes. for the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the what? The log line is a MacGuffin. The show's not really about fighting the Klingon. Oh, yeah, no, fighting no. The approaching yeah, yeah, That's yeah. just the setup, so yeah. which is kind of cool. The big um, mysterious mission that they can't mention over yeah, subspace. It's a big, yeah, it's what? So big. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't want people to freak out. Or they didn't the want the Klingons or something? The Klingons intercept it? The they well, did, the Klingons they are already on their way. They, they're know, they're the ones who told the Federation about it. So they, so. they didn't want Issue. Picard to have to call a conference of his senior officers to tell them <laughs> in, in confidence. Yeah. <laughs> the, the real mission was actually for Worf to work through his right. intimacy yes. issues. Yes. It was a mission of the heart. <laughs> and noise. <laughs> yeah, so let's go. Let's get into it. So, uh, th- are we going to summarize? Oh, oh summarize. We keep the see, recap. See, I yes, for, those who, for those who didn't watch, <laughs> I love this part of the episode so much that I that I already forgot that we were supposed to do it. Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> I want to start. Okay. We open. We open on our heroes playing poker, which is always a good thing. Yeah. All right, now somebody else okay. go. <laughs> and just like a made-for-TV or like a made-for-TV movie or after-school special, that sets the tone for the rest of the episode because that's when the doctor um, is the only one who is willing to go head-to-head with Worf. So you have yeah. the, fem- the only female character at Worf, yeah. and she wow. dares him by going, looks like it's just us, handsome. And then that <laughs> sets the tone for the so, so, uh, for the rest of the episode mm-hmm. in yeah. that everything from here on out is going to metaphysically bend to this male-female dichotomy yeah. tension thingy. That's a good point, yeah. Wow. And so, okay, so... And then the, the Admiral shows up, and she's like, do you like the bling around my neckline? <laughs> Picard, we'll, we'll get to you that. my bitch. And I need you to keep quiet about this special mission. That I'm, I'm not shooting. telling you about. Yeah. And I'm shooting a chick in a missile at you. So go pick her up. It would have been great if she said that. <laughs> no. And so they move to intercept the missile, and Picard says, steady as she go, which I don't really know what that means, because they, do they usually jerk around the spaceship when they're flying it? I don't understand, though. And they get the missile, and it's a Klingon lady. A, a cheeky half-Klingon, half-human lady. A cheeky, oh, half-Klingon, half-human yes. Yes, lady. Yes. Yes. That apparently the marks war. the spot on her <laughs> costume. <laughs> Strategically placed. Yes. Really 
<laughs> and she and Worf know each other. Yes. In the but, uh, Klingon they, biblical yes. sense. <laughs> they separated at some point, like six Worf years. Went one way, yes. Six then, years yes. ago. So it's the it. Troy Riker story for, for Worf and this other oh, person. Oh, God, I hadn't yeah. thought of that. And then totally Troy yeah. actually kind of has this girl yeah. moment, yes. like connection with her. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, I'm also half human, so yeah. have something else. And then she, we should totally hang out. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and and you, should embrace, you should embrace both halves because that's where you get your strength from. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then Kalar's like, I hate my Klingon half. Yeah. I want to destroy it, therefore metaphorically destroy the Klingons the, yeah. that are a threat to the Federation colonies. Which is, and nice. I don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was nice to see them addressing the um, multiracial characters repressing half of their uh, heritage. Because they never did that anywhere on Star Trek. No, no, exactly. <laughs> no. And that's one of the criticisms I've always... Oh, I'll say okay. that later. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so, um, Klingons oh. have tension... And and they they're forced use to calisthenics to to yes, like, work it out. Yes. Oh like, yes. Yes. There's, they're, they're so, there's, a, there's a scene in the holodeck where uh, the visiting Klingon uses Worf's quote calisthenics unquote program, <laughs> which is really no, just a glorified. Unquote, but in no, it's quote unquote. No, she's actually she's actually exercising in a uh, Power Rangers like <laughs> yes. scene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then uh, Worf discovers it and joins her. And they talk about what happened six years ago when she wouldn't marry him, right? They do it first. Oh, yeah. they do it. They totally and, do it. And then they we totally come back from it. commercial and they're standing awkwardly. Yes. <laughs> they have yes. the morning after yes. shot. Warf is Warf like can't sit down, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's kind of drapsed. Yeah. yeah. On, she's on like, I can't, I can't sit down now. Yeah. And yet... <laughs> None of their outfits are ri- even oh, slightly no, they ripped. They got them no, no, back no, no, on and no. everything before they it's even the start the miracle chatting. fabric. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we should probably mention that there is an actual mission, that there's oh, this Klingon that's right. sleeper ship right. that's yeah. coming, and oh, it's going to blow up that. these, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. these connect that to the Federation World War that we were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah, so that's, it's, honestly, it's not that important, but let's just say that it happened. Yes, <laughs> yes. Klingon sleeper ship, blah, 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 blow people up. So the Klingons think the war is still going on. They can't figure out how to stop them without just blowing them up. The Klingon half-human woman says all we could do is blow them. Yes. Yeah. In, That's in, our only option. In She's a thrilling convinced. conference scene. Yes. <laughs> Another <laughs> sterling, sterling conference scene where, where Data, I guess, is the taking the minutes or something. He isn't like <laughs> yes. a um, And Troy's sitting there going, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Riker says, why are you ever here? In the room. But then they come, but then Worf comes up with another option and there's a, there's a pretend section where they pretend the Klingons have taken over the Federation. And the Klingons want to know how yeah. why <laughs> how how they can be sure that it's not just the Federation playing a trick on them. Which it totally is. is yeah. Yes, it totally is, so there's no way. But but it totally works and <laughs> Yeah. And along the way, like Worf also wants to marry this yes. chick. Yes. And oh, she's yeah, like, yeah, yes. I'm an independent woman. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of Destiny's <laughs> Child, okay? Yeah. But, and I'm not he, gonna marry you. But he's you. all, look, we're Latter-day Saints, so we're getting married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then they have this moment at the end where he shoves uh, O'Brien out of the 
Mm-hmm. The 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 oh yeah the O'Brien. Poor elevator O'Brien. room. <laughs> now um, I just can't think of I can't yeah. not think of that sad O'Brien cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just walk in there and he's just space. standing there alone by the I know. console, and then he gets kicked out when <laughs> yeah, something actually has to happen with a transporter. Can't you sit down? I mean, I it's just like terrible. The transporter anyway, so, people okay, that's our caption. <laughs> that's our recap. Yay! Now we move into our opinions. <laughs> Our first second impressions, mm-hmm. um, Tim. Well, I don't really have a first. Well, I mean, well, I thought I had seen, seen it, before. but I had. Um, yeah, it's better than any ones we've watched yet. Oh, really? Oh, all of them? Of the ones for the podcast. Oh, okay, all right. For the wow. podcast, yes. That's cool. Wow, yeah. interesting. Um, I'm glad you liked it, I guess. We'll talk about more as we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why. Danny? I, you know, it's funny because I did not remember the episode when you mentioned the title. Oh, yeah. But when Titles we... Are just so, when, like, as soon as the, the episode started, I was like, oh, I totally remember this one, actually. <laughs> um, and I do remember enjoying it then. Now that I'm... Or when I saw it the first, you know, 50 times, and <laughs> now that I'm watching it again, it, it's actually grown for on me even more. I mm. appreciated more nuanced aspects of some of those mm. kind of political mm-hmm. allegories that they were trying to draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually enjoyed it. Plus... I, I just love how vampy that character is. Yeah. You know why? Ugh. She's a drag queen. She, she's the the actress played Kalar as a drag queen, and 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 I thought it was like with both that cling on head. You can't just go into it. Oh thinking, yeah, you know? wig. Well, I, I'm, I, yeah. that's right. Every other shot is her in a totally different form fitting yes. outfit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with like padding underneath. Obviously, she changes her clothes like yes. eight times in one day. Yes. <laughs> she is Klingon Beyonce. Although. As, as opposed to everybody else in the Federation who never uh, exactly right. <laughs> oh, microphone, microphone, mic down. Oh. Okay? Sound the alert. We're okay. Yes. Um, another thing that oh, well, stand down. I have to say, um, I was disappointed when she actually repeated that thriller jacket. Do you remember? She, at oh, the end? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, the morning after, after the sex. Um, um, and Data well, comes know. with the chaperone moment, mm. you know? Oh, and, uh, yeah, she repeats there. the thriller oh, jacket. Okay. And it was the like, of so shame. Dis- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of shame. <laughs> Sam? Um, pretty much what Tim said and what Danny said. Um, I think in some ways this m- episode might actually fit in better with some contemporary discussions than it did mm. it was groundbreaking at the time it was it, mm. certainly relevant back then but it it felt very contemporary um watching it now and and the kind of discussions i would love to see in sci-fi and television um and brought them up in very mature nuanced ways where there it was not a black and white it, it either is this way or that way there were so many shades of gray of everything in there. It was fascinating. Shades of gray, nice. Oh, <gasps> they were over the 50 final shades. episode of the season. <laughs> That's right. The terrible, terrible <laughs> final episode. But let's get to Jack oh, first. Yes, we'll talk about that um, later. Season two is one that I remember because it had a few standout bright moments. It it, it was sort of working out the kinks, but there are only maybe four or five that I think of as really holding together well story wise and and. Uh, being something I'd want to come back to. I was surprised at how good this was. This was better than I remembered it. And I would kick it up to that upper echelon from that uh, season, uh, like uh, Measure of a Man, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I liked it too. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I, th- I thought we were going to get our, our giggly, you know, riffy episode. We did. Out of this. There, and there is some stuff, mm-hmm. definitely. There's definitely oh. some things that we can make fun of. But we already brushed on this, but let's talk about girl power. Yeah. And sci-fi in the '80s mm-hmm. and on, and how this episode, you know, has this really strong female character show up, and who who is not a perfect character either, though. No, no, she, has no, no, no. she has her problems, right. and she's dealing yeah. with them, yes. um, confronting them, discussing them with other people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was inspirational. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I would say for a 50-minute episode, this was a really complex character mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. brings with her a lot of complexity to. Worf's characterization as well and so I think this was a good example of when the writers get it right mm-hmm. in terms of make, introducing an element into the story that maybe the it'll only last for that 50 minutes or will forever change some of the dynamics of the rest of the episode spoiler alert but, yeah. <laughs> or uh, for the rest of the series but um, you know to have that character do as much tap dancing as they're forced to gender dynamics racial dynamics mm. uh issues of of klingon identity and honor and duty and like the fact that she straddles both worlds and at the same yeah. time she's also a woman and and some of Worf's chauvinism and his like male privilege mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. you know it's like there's a, so much going on and they accomplish a lot of that mm-hmm. while still telling a cohesive story mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think they shared, they shared, they both had these things where like Worf had learned from the humans that there always are options and you should look for them. Mm-hmm. And, but she had the whole like, I, I kind of hate my Klingon side, so I kind of hate Klingons and I know they're just going to attack and we'll have to destroy them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wind up kind of learning from each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Worf's issue was the whole marriage thing and thinking that, oh, we have to get married now. We had sex. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like Klingon men do. Like Klingon men yeah, do. Sure. Yes, when sure, will, sure when will Klingon women learn to take responsibility <laughs> for them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that was really interesting to me, especially the more I thought about it. In science fiction shows, it's hard for me not to equate technological advancement with cultural advancement. Mm. It always... And it's, 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 it's an oversimplistic viewpoint, I know, but it's hard for me not to think if they're this technological event, shouldn't they also be socially advanced? Mm-hmm. But time and again, you have things like the Klingons, who yeah. you know, you know, monogamy is all, and you know, warrior race, blah blah blah. You know, it's just like <laughs> seem very primitive in on social standards. So this mm-hmm. made me think about that more because mm-hmm. it's really it came down to you know, forget about forget about Klingon or whatever. It's like you know. He is for marriage equals monogamy, and she's all, no, we can do whatever we want with our bodies because that's important and is a different kind of love and all that. And, you know, so it was really, you know, and living in San Francisco where all these many options are at play at once, you know, it's really interesting, particularly from a 1989 Mm -hmm. syndicated sci-fi show. Yeah, she told me. absolutely. Her mom, she said that her her human half is from her maternal side, right? Yeah, her mom was obviously from San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she put flowers in her hair when she was a little baby. Oh. <laughs> she only um, eats soy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and get it, you know, getting into that, we I had a we had an interesting revelation recently about Voyager. Yeah. So this the source of my um AV Club um did they have their occasional primer series 
uh, AV Club is the serious entertainment aspect of The Onion, uh, mm-hmm. where they went over Star Trek for people who don't know about it and want to get into it, which that seems like a limited audience, but maybe not. Jotham, Johnny falls in, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know someone who falls in this category. So it went through all the series and their pros and cons accomplishments, and it stated, and I'd never thought about this as a possibility, that a lot of fan resentment toward Voyager is that it's, quote, feminist, unquote. And one aspect of that is on the main command crew on Voyager, there's one white male. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I never, I've watched Voyager so much, and this never crossed my mind how actually diverse it was. And it's really kind of mind-blowing to think about that it was. I mean, you could count the Doctor, I suppose, but he's not really the main, like... Yeah, he, <laughs> so he has to deal with his own issues of oppression throughout the entire yeah, series. Yeah, which, yeah. I think, which is, yeah. Which is, which is a little weird. But, but, you know, I hadn't thought about it before, but Voyager blows the Bechtel yeah. test out of the water. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost every yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, you know, you have a female captain, you have a biracial female engineer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a Native American. You, you have a Native yeah. American who's second in command. You have the Asian guy, Asian who guy. actually, yes. mind you, he's terrible. He was the most infantilized. Oh, Harry Kim was the main was... griffin of that series. He was just <laughs> a perpetual infantilized man-child. Um, you, you, you have Lieutenant Paris, who's an ex-con, even though That's he's true. the one white yeah, guy. Right? Had you to have take a him black out of prison. Vulcan. Yes. Yeah. I know he's Vulcan, but he's still he's black. So. And yeah. then, and then, of course, the show goes downhill, and the only thing that can get white men to actually watch the series again is to b- introduce Seven yeah. of Tits. Yes, but that said, you <laughs> but still she's have... a drag queen, which is awesome, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of I, I, I find a lot of gay men love Voyager uh, okay. because oh, yeah. of the female captain and because yeah. of the vampy Seven of Nine. Yeah, but I mean that's true. That was definitely you know titillation ha ha to uh-huh. introduce her and do that that said though you still had scene after scene where Janeway and Seven would talk about you know her back you know Seven's yeah. ordeals and yeah. you know things no yeah. one you know until the desperate twist at the end of the series no one was ever talking about dating anybody Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just never thought about that that way. It's really kind of mind blowing. So it brings us back to this, back to this episode, yes. right? This episode, and you don't have anything that I was going to say, level, but what are Go. you going to say the same thing? I'm going to. I don't know because you mentioned the Bechtel test. Yeah, this passes. Ah. Yes. Yes, I have this too. Troy and uh, the Klingon. Oh, right. Klingon. Yeah, they're right. It, it does. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at least two yeah. conversations, I mean, not yeah. at all about I would, guys. So. I mean, yeah. we, we talk in another in another podcast about I have I have my quibbles with the whole Bechtel test. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that said, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's where yeah. um, <laughs> sometimes it should pass in spirit and not in right. exact yeah. rules. But yeah, right. And plus, when when did oh, the Bechtel Jack? test? When did that really come into the public? Uh, uh, last couple of years, really recently. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So. I think it, when you apply it backwards, yeah. I think it has a lot more currency. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it matters a lot more. So the fact that this passes, yeah. and it passes 25 years beforehand, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's more startling to me because, so Jack, you mentioned that the show opens with a poker scene, and, you're, yes. and you love that. Yes, <laughs> to me, I do. Whenever there's a poker scene in next red Gen, flags for me. Yeah. yeah, it's like that tells you that's like a stark reminder that the show is made by middle-aged white guys. <laughs> hey, I just I don't like the poker don't scene. Knock middle-aged white guys. <laughs> just what? We are yes. I just said don't don't knock middle-aged. <laughs> well, white guys. We are middle-aged white guys, so I really <laughs> exactly. can't. Exactly. The the Bechdel test. I just did a quick look. It 
uh, first was proposed uh, in the comic strip in 1985. Right. It hit uh-huh. public consciousness recently. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but just yeah. to... Yeah, it's that old. It's, yeah. It, it oh, would have yeah. in some form existed back then, but nobody knew about it. Yeah, but so for the for them to tackle the, these things in, as this well in this episode, and of course Star Trek has a history of... You know, dealing with social, so, quote, social issues, yeah. but never, not quite so. Not well. Not enough. well, you know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. half black, half yeah. white, blah, blah. Like, you for know, example, really. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, the reason why is because, and last season with this podcast, I brought this up, but I will still defend aspects of the Star Trek reboot movies mm-hmm. simply because that was the first time. <laughs> That they dealt with Bo- uh, Bach, <laughs> Spock's biraciality oh. in any truly realistic manner. Oh. In the, throughout the entire original series, the fact that Spock is half human, half Vulcan isn't dealt with with the same level of sophistication no. and mm. nuances that anybody who s- straddles between multiculturalism has to deal with. It was very new at the time. You know, the idea of having this biracial alien and they tried their best to to talk about themes with that. But it was always very broad strokes and it was never in any way that like anybody who say maybe back in the 60s who was mulatto. Yes, I would think kind of identify with. I, I think they episode. did. They did what they could. I, I don't That's think true. they, they could have been had... any more successful at it at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some but of yeah, it's back writing clumsiness, but some of... of it's network restrictions. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And some and of it just this... people. I don't know that the public were would. I mean, did that laid the groundwork for a lot of that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like the one thing that's. I think is great about the reboot movies is oh that's actually more real that's significantly mm. more honest in terms of its portrayal of what being biracial and living with the ethnic strife that exists between the, your your two halves is and in this episode I think Kalar actually gets to sh- the writers get to flex some of those muscles mm-hmm. in a more uh nuanced way yeah yeah so a lot of this comes out is dealt with in when you think about it a surprisingly long sequence in of all places the holodeck oh yeah it's like oh my god a good useful holodeck scene you you actually forget that you're in the holodeck yeah Yeah, you do (laughs) which should be the point yeah it should be the point (laughs) and aside from it bringing up these things we talked about i realize it's like the only holodeck sequence I can think of I enjoy <laughs> and it actually felt like the original series part of uh, that superficial like there was a the the set of the Klingon calisthenic sequence looked like an old Star Trek set yes yep. yeah yeah and the, and the, the monsters look like the rubber they look like the rubber monsters the <laughs> yeah. Kirk fight. I even noticed she used the the neck chop that Kirk used uh-huh. oh did she oh I missed oh, it oh I missed it <laughs> yeah um I feel fighting like every single that's the one thing I always have a gripe about is fighting in Star Trek. Every single f- Star Trek series, it's always that I'm going to hold one fist in the palm of my <laughs> other hand and strike yes. a person either yes. down across the face or uppercut them with that mm-hmm. and then like use the same two-handed fist mm-hmm. to jab them in the stomach. Yes. Like it's always that move. Yeah. Though of course, you know, we were talking <laughs> but before we went into the holiday scene, we're seeing the Mariah, we talk about how 
you know, really, it tells everyone outside what what sequence you're running. That 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 could be embarrassing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely <laughs> use no code privacy. words for my uh, <laughs> yes. for my holidays like calisthenics. <laughs> <laughs> just put quote remarks around it. No, you don't do that. That oh, tells okay. you it defeats the purpose. Which, which well, you know, the great me... thing about having... Oh, go ahead. No, you... go ahead, Jack. Uh, the, the great thing that I saw, uh, <laughs> one of them was, uh, I think it was uh, 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 Carnival in Rio de Janeiro. That's got to be code. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. See, I think maybe on Voyager, you know, they misunderstood and they put up um, <laughs> Irish fishing town as a code word, but then forgot... <laughs> I, I, yeah, so it had, oh god! What the hell is this? Something haven, fair haven. Oh, yes. oh that was terrible. I think no, it was word. supposed to be, and then forgot it was a covert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'll take evil Lincoln any day. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was expecting to see a a tie or a sock hung on the doorknob going into the holodeck. There. <laughs> I also one thing that I thought was really cool about this episode was also did you notice that the costume budget just like skyrockets? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they, they blew the whole costume that. budget for the year. Which yeah. yes. Jack? <laughs> uh, they blew the whole costume budget for the year. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, just on those three just looks that actor. she's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> but then they also had to doll up Worf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other <laughs> three Klingons, Klingons plus yeah. her yeah. at the end. And yes. yeah, his petticoat must have cost a pretty <laughs> as well. Especially with that kangaroo pocket in the back. <laughs> Did you know? Like, yes. was, how the hell do you access that buttoned up pocket that's in your bag? It's the challenge the Klingons accept. <laughs> <laughs> and then a warrior Klingon. can get to it. Yes. Oh yes, Klingons if do not complain armor. about pockets on their back. Yes. <laughs> and then another uh, thing that I thought was really successful about this particular episode is, on a storytelling um, level, she was our point of view character throughout the entire se- yeah, you know, yeah, throughout the entire funny. episode. Really, yeah, we start with Worf and we end with Worf, but she carries a guest character. Yeah who's really strong and well-written ends yeah. up actually being your point-of-view character yeah. throughout the entire body of the, yeah. of the episode. Well, strong and well-written and well-acted. I think that it could have fallen yeah. flat. Yeah. There were a couple of times she was a little too broad, but I thought she brought a lot beyond just the words on the page. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Absolutely. generally well-acted. The enunciation thing <laughs> was a little much. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you on that Yeah, the, the, her that cheekiness. I think, I think the cheekiness was kind of important, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that I, was. Yeah. I liked I liked her attitude. Yeah. 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 Oh, I want to bottle her smirk. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. Her line about the writing in the Class 8 probe was my favorite, though. <laughs> like, anyone who said... Um, Get, get, uh, what was it? Anyone said getting there is half the fun. Oh right, or something like that. Yeah. Never rode in a class eight probe. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, but that and brings think, up the top. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Oh well, uh, actually, you might be bringing up this topic, but uh, I do think there is a difference, and it and it's brought up by the fact that Susie Plaxen, who played Kalar in this, is so good at just slipping into this world, and there yeah. is a difference in Trek. Uh, and probably most series television, but it's it's starker in sci-fi and, and certainly yeah. in Trek, which we're also familiar with, that so often the guest stars come in and they're like, what? Yeah. Fo- yeah. Fo- oh. Photon warp core one? Uh-huh. I don't know what this is. And, and even just, just regular language can throw them. But she slips. <laughs> she's, she slips right in. Uh-huh. She 
banters with so many different people. I mean, yeah. right off the bat, yeah. she gets out of there and she's bantering with Riker. <laughs> mm-hmm. She has those two great scenes with Troy where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, you want to hang with me, but yeah, I'm too cool for you. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bitch, I can she... snap you in half. <laughs> <laughs> but she does something that is is actually, unfortunately, unusual mm-hmm. uh, uh. in Trek that she's able to do it and she masters it so very yeah. quickly and I'm sure that's why they I mean she's in this season twice she plays yeah. a Vulcan yeah. earlier in the season oh uh, Dr. Yeah. Salar oh okay uh, that's right oh, yes. I forgot all about that yeah yes in the, in the one with Data's grandfather I forget yeah. the episode title at the moment uh, but yeah she's the Vulcan there uh, and we see her, you know, we will, spoiler alert, see her as Kalar Moore. She's also the female Q on Voyager. Oh, she, she's she's on this show forever. Holy shit. Yes, she's in Enterprise, too. Right. I totally she's in Enterprise. about the Q. Yeah. That's the thing. There's, there's a handful of actors that they like to bring back because they get it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's the difference, and that was the topic I was going to bring up, and that's what you're talking about, is this, a successful versus not successful guest appearance mm-hmm. on a show like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Where well, and Jack said it perfectly. The, yeah. the actor just gets it and slips right into the universe and, and steals the focus away from the main characters. Who are <laughs> there are quite a few strong beloved characters there that are hard to um, overshadow. Uh, yeah, oh, and, yeah, and she she did that beautifully. Oh yeah, she makes Brent Spiner just look like he's an armchair yes. in yes. these <laughs> scenes. <laughs> um. I like that she caught on right away that uh, he brought Data along just yes. to like, keep the conversation. <laughs> and she ignored him and just yeah. started talking about it. So yeah. Like, yeah. That was great. Another thing that I think is also neat is um, when they they do end up giving more information around Klingon culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, yeah. Uh, whoa, okay. So now the audience is made privy to the fact that there is a honor code around mating, and there's a particular ritual around that, and there's apparently supposed to be like mating for like uh, life, like lobsters or whatever. And <laughs> they brought all that stuff up without it just being plain exposition. Right. They did right. it yeah. very naturally was, in the context. Of it the wasn't in a conference room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reading off of yes. a pad display about everything. Troy telling us about their culture. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, it came out naturally. Well, I've. I've often thought, and and it's this is nothing incredibly groundbreaking, but obviously in the original series the Klingons are the Russians, and yeah, then yeah. we get them uh, in Next Generation, and we're not quite sure what they are, and I contend that they're Vikings, hmm. um, hmm. because they, you, there's there's you know the the berserker thing and the warrior code and all of that, but I'm not sure where this monogamy from you know one boinking comes from uh, <laughs> which culture that would be uh, the, uh, the flute music that was playing or maybe it was pan flute Zomphir stuff uh, in their <laughs> post coital conversation <laughs> uh, sort of hinted at maybe, maybe a Native American thing but I don't know how that fits into Native American culture but yeah huh. they were trying to build something and, and make the Klingons more than just Russians yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and this is more to my point earlier, but thinking about that scene more, another great thing about that scene is the reveal that they're sort of kind of married is way into it. Mm-hmm. And it's completely yeah. natural that that doesn't come up because they don't have to bring it up with each other because they know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so it only gets we only get clued in when it all, comes about, you know, although so, that Troy should have. 
I sense tension early well, on in that conference scene. It should have actually come out well, there. Well, speaking of that, yeah, in the conference room scene. So there are a couple of small <laughs> nitpicks with the script. Yeah. And one yeah. of them is that Picard assigns um, Worf, Worf, Worf to work, to work with, with her. It's like, was he not in the room? Like, <laughs> as Robert said while we were watching, what, was he checking Facebook when that was going on? What, why, what a patently bad idea. Like for racial profiling. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, clearly this is not going to be a successful work operation. Assign someone else. But of course, then the story doesn't go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that absolutely. obvious. I, I maintain that it's because he's the security chief and has to deal with this problem. And the rest yeah. of us say, nope, racial profile. Yeah, okay. totally yeah. racial profile. <laughs> One that's an excellent point, but I, I do want to say I love the way that Picard deals with it. When Worf voices his objection and he says, do you have a personal objection? Well, yes. Do you have a professional one? No. <laughs> However, I I, I withdraw my request. <laughs> I uh, I would agree with you, Jack. Although uh, we did talk about that earlier when we were watching it on our end, and my response to that is that he's still a bad supervisor because <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you're like to ask that question is still was it called short sighted? Because yes, <laughs> they don't have a professional. Ob there's no professional tension however okay. you're you are picard you are captain of a starship you should understand that personal problems <laughs> yeah. are gonna seep into the professional dynamic very true so very true. you know to to put the two together that's just you're a bad supervisor <laughs> um I, I also this is not a complaint but rather an appreciation of the kitschy 80s sitcom e feel <laughs> of the episode, but hmm, it does funny. have like a, a few moments of very 80s comical uh, a dialogue, like when um, when uh, Kalar smashes the oh, 80s God, yes. table, and then <laughs> and then Troy like is right behind her, going, "I sense something going on, girl. Do you want to talk? You know, like." And then and then on the bridge, um, Worf's like, "I'm angry. I want to run some tests." And it's like Picard's like, "You need to relax." I am relaxed. Ah, like that. That was like a total yeah. sitcom moment. Yeah. I, yeah, I did. Urkel and Kimmy Gibbler come in. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate when she broke the table, though, and uh, Troy, oh, did you use your special powers? And Troy said, well, that in the broken table. Oh, see, that uh, that annoyed me. That was, I'm, I'm that was the, yeah. I've become hyper aware lately of jokes that are underlined in case the audience oh, doesn't yeah. get them. Like a lot of things we're doing this season on the podcast, I'm seeing. And that was one. It's like, no, we understood, you know. I, <laughs> there I, was I, already I a joke. It. You don't have to, to. You're talking about her, uh, Troy's line. Troy's line, yes, yeah. that and the table. That, that ruined the yeah. whole bit. Yeah, is, yeah, okay. For me, but okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So we already discussed fashion, right? Not enough. Another, <laughs> yeah, we 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 really <laughs> need to get into. We this. do. We need to dig. <laughs> okay, in. Let's, let's. So the first time we see her, she's coming out of the missile, the yeah. the, the pod, yes. her silver, so she like is the silver bullet, <laughs> um, and she's got the. Uh, predator hunter's oh, mask yeah. on that she unlatches from her face and she's wearing this silver jumpsuit with diamond chevron print <laughs> with the v strategically yes. placed right over the vajage 
and to then, protect like, it during high warp speeds. <laughs> Let's talk yes. about the fact that the silhouette was very fitting. Like yes. he looked both masculine and feminine yep. at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to hide who she was as long as they yes. could yes. for oh. the reveal, so she could take the mask off and goes, "Oh, I, I'm Klingon, also female." Yeah. Also, Sakamoto, t- you're beautiful. <laughs> Did you guys also notice? Like, she had very forward-thinking fashion for the '80s, <laughs> '80s future, quote unquote, yes. right? Um, which is it's modern now, but she had hair extensions. Yeah, those in her metal hair. things. Oh, yeah, yeah, those oh. like metal like huh. leaves. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, she pre she predicted what Kesha was going <laughs> to end up becoming popular for. I think Kesha, Kesha is a Klingon name. Kesha. <laughs> as long as yeah, her, parents, like her parents, her parents are well known Trek fans, so that's where the song. Kesha all makes sense. Yes. And then when she goes into calisthenics mode, I really like the <laughs> pink, the, the the magenta black. Uh, one one piece mm-hmm. with the asymmetrical spiked shoulder bolero <laughs> thing. Oh yeah! <laughs> but before that, she was in that outfit with the weird swirly silver things, the red thing. Oh, oh the yeah, bright, the thriller jacket. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> with um, and then it, if you notice the collar on it, it had like this clitoral hood <laughs> action. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. And I think her fashion dedication eventually affected Worf because he had when they were playing Klingon commanders, he had the the, the hot uh fingerless gauntlets. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. oh, oh yeah. like he decided it's interesting the power dynamic between them because <laughs> He finally beats her at her own game in the costume department, where it's like, "You're not the only one can, who can wear like exaggerated costuming." <laughs> Boom! I have this overcoat that you don't get to wear. You get to wear a Klingon disruptor on the side of and your she belt. Was, she was pouting during that whole scene. Because yeah. Of it. Oh yeah, she's mad because Worf's oh, yeah. plan worked. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> okay. And anything else on this episode in particular, The Emissary? No. So let's start voting. Oh, wait, I do have one thing. Oh, yes. Uh, a, a couple of tiny, notable guests who were on the bridge. Uh, oh. We have uh, <laughs> at, uh, at um, I forget if it's Con or Ops, it must be uh, Con. Uh, we have oh. Anne Ramsey from A League of Their Own <gasps> and uh, Mad About You. Hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And, yes. And then in relief uh, at security, <laughs> we have the great Diedrich Bader from the Drew Carey show. Yeah. Oh, I thought he looked yeah. familiar. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the curly haired guy in the back. Yeah. And then as the admiral who gives them their mission, it's admiral flavor of the week. She's no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't invent um, uh, Necheyev. Yes. Who shows up, who actually like comes back and replays the admiral several times to give to give some sort of connection between episodes yeah. like, which well, makes more sense yeah, yeah, i mean yeah, shouldn't yeah, they have yeah. fewer admirals than captains <laughs> <laughs> we go through admirals so more than red shirts huh? <laughs> in star trek you don't want to wear a red shirt or be an admiral no <laughs> Uh, so why don't we start with you, Jack? What, what, how, what's your vote on the old v. gold uh, for this episode? Well, like I said uh, up top, I was surprised at how good this was. It, it's not one that I remember being as solid from a storytelling point of view as it was. I'd always enjoyed it. Uh, I think Susie Plaxon is just super 
superb in this. There's a reason they keep bringing her back. I love watching her in this. I love watching her interact with the other actors on the uh, in the episode. This is this is solid gold. I'm surprised mm-hmm. at how firmly I feel about this. <laughs> All right, great, Tim. Um, yeah, the best one I've seen in our podcast setting of going through episodes. Um, it was snappily paced. It had a watchable holodeck scene that you forgot was a holodeck scene. Or if you didn't forget it was a holodeck scene, you thought it was a scene, a good scene from the original series. Uh, it dealt with complex social issues in a nuanced way. Yeah, uh, yeah gold. All right. I'm also going to give it gold, and for the, all the same reasons. Um, I really enjoyed the, I, I thought this was going to be our, our one of the year that... Now we have to do more of these <laughs> to, find a, to find a bad one that we could joke about. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. That's I not have the, suggestions. That is not, I, that is not the goal of Old no, V. That's gold. very easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, gold. I'm going to go gold. Sam? I can nitpick a couple little things oh, about yeah, it, and that's, yeah. but that's about it. There, yeah. there were no significant problems with the episode and like everybody else said it dealt with weighty issues in an interesting nuanced way without blatantly saying that this is the correct thing allowing you to really think and and come to your own conclusions and try to weigh them it's absolute gold all right Danny? Gold. Gold as the metal decals <laughs> on her thriller jacket. <laughs> How did those stay on, I wonder? It's like, they were they... Hot because, glue gun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. That was, that was a thrift store jacket with a hot glue gun. <laughs> I like that idea. I'm yeah. going to wear that for Halloween. Jane from the costume You won't be Michael Jackson for Halloween. You'll be the I'll character be, yes. in yes. Kalar. <laughs> I will be Kalar <laughs> from the next generation. Yes. Okay, we're going to so get you that spandex body. What yeah. Is he? Oh, that'll, that'll just look fantastic. <laughs> All right. Wow. So a next generation episode that... We, oh, we need a... We, where's our bell? This was your job. Wait, oh, you were that, doing something. You had that. one job. I did not. I had many jobs. And I'm down to... It, it's set up for failure, though. We need we need good. Uh, what's what's the good setting? Go to the high end. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we did it. It's all gold. Yay! <laughs> and the search for sound effect continued. <laughs> Someday we might actually have a proper sound effect for all gold. But no, for now, no, no if you good. ever make Keep it go visual, yes, yes. Um, just play a dance sequence from the show Solid Gold. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I think hearing, hearing a pile of coins clinking down. Ooh, I like oh. it. Hmm. Mm. These are all good ideas, and we will, we will think it through. <laughs> but not for the rest of the episode. We're done. Thanks for Huzzah. joining us. And thanks, Tim. Yo. And Jack. Thank you. And Danny. Kapla. <laughs> and Sam. <laughs> yeah. May may you die well. <laughs> That's what they say, right? Today is a good day to die. Today is a good yeah. May you die your hair well. Damn you, Worf. <laughs> Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information about this podcast. We're on Twitter at Hidden Deadly. Also, you can send us questions with the hashtag oldvgold. 